built around the concept that you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, remember, you were born to win. But in order to be the winner you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. You see, with integrity, you do the right thing. When you do the right thing, there's no guilt. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. See, folks, failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. Today is a brand new day, and it's yours. Friends, welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and it is my unique privilege to bring today's profound message to you. The Ziggler Show is founded on what Zig Ziggler, the world's most prolific motivator, devoted his life to, inspiring your true performance. You can have the best tools, uh, resources, and even opportunity, but unless you are truly inspired, you'll be hopeful but remain where you are. What is the definition of inspired? Listen to this. To influence or animate with an idea or purpose. Did you hear that? Animate with a purpose. If you want to take action, you have to know and be motivated by true purpose. That's deep, folks, and it is why you are here. Let's dig in and change your world so you can change this world. We need all you've got to offer. Desperately. Start your week off right. Get a Ziegler quote sent to your text to interrupt your norm and get your week started inspired. We'll send you a classic Ziegler quote and include a small link that gives you the quote in a great looking image from our Facebook page. Sign up now by texting Ziegler to this number 38470. Again, simply text the word Ziegler, Z-I-G-L-A-R to this number 38470. All right, folks, so we're picking up where we left off in show 367. Today, I'm going to give you 11, actually almost 12 minutes of Zig from his Strategies for Success series. This is off of Disc 2, Developing and Maintaining the Right Attitude. And this segment today is Zig's. It's the formula for keeping the right attitude. Now, again, I know this is odd. I'm talking about a message from a product that we do not currently have available. It's being repackaged. As soon as it's done, I will let you know uh, that it's that it's there. So this is a this is a significant clip today. Hey, on a quick personal note before we dive in, many of you have been connecting with me on social media, and I'll tell you, it's an honor. Thank you, and to reiterate, I'm I'm totally honored to connect with you there. I have fun hearing, uh, had a lot of fun hearing from folks this past weekend. I was in San Diego at the American Association of Private Practitioners, and I am not a doctor or medical provider, but I'm involved in functional medicine, which you can look up uh, if you want to see more. And I sat on a panel to share some revolutionary things that we're doing with uh, a medical practice and and beyond. But folks, as as you saw on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, which is where I, where I post, and uh, on those on those areas, you can find me generally at Agent K, as in Kevin, Agent K Miller or Agent Miller. Um, it was icing on the cake to attend the conference. The cake was taking my bride with me uh, and enjoying a, a focused time together. It was just incredible. It reminded me why Zig had at the foundation of all he taught relationships. 
that without those deep loving relationships, true success is elusive. And I, I just put that out there for you and me to be reminded of as I was, but again, fun to connect with you guys on there. I really appreciate that. And speaking of that, you know, we get a lot of reviews. Thank you so much. I, I mean, it feels like near daily, uh, great reviews on an iTunes. And when you do that, I have no way of saying thank you because it doesn't give you any contact information. So if you do leave a good review on iTunes, I would be uh, just grateful if you'd hit me up on social media somewhere, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, and tell me that you did just so I can say thank you. It's, it always bothers me that I can't say, gosh, thank you for what you said there. All right. Well, hey, let's then dive in. I'm going to give you Zig. This is about 12 minutes uh, straight. This is almost, I mean, Zig's always entertaining, but this one, he's, he's pretty earnest and straightforward in this one. So if you're ready, here we go. What is this attitude I'm talking about? A number of years ago, as a matter of fact, to be specific, it was on American Airlines flight number 874 on our way to Norfolk, Virginia. Now, this was about, oh, six years ago. I was seated in seat number 2C. I was the first one aboard the aircraft. Behind me, a mother carrying a baby, leading a toddler, and had a little four- or five-year-old girl following her. The mother and the two little ones got in first, and the little girl, when she stepped aboard the aircraft, she turned left and she looked at the cockpit. And there are those pilots and co-pilots, you know, with all that beautiful uniform and the flight wheels and all of that kind of stuff, and probably more electronic gear than she had seen in her lifetime. When she turned around, as you've heard this before, her little eyes were as big as saucers. And she looked, and I don't know why the child did this, but she put her hands down on her knees and looked down that long fuselage and said, gosh, gosh, when's the last time you woke up and said, gosh, what a beautiful mate I have. Gosh, what a privilege I have to do what I'm doing. Gosh, How exciting it is to be healthy and have a good mind and an opportunity here to do things that people all over the world simply do not have. The gosh attitude will serve you well regardless of where you are. And before we finish uh, in this strategies for success, we're going to be looking so carefully at how you have balance in your life. How do you deal with the physical, the mental, the spiritual How do you deal with the financial, the personal, the family, and the business? How do you bring that balance in life? I want to get you excited about you. I want to get you excited about your future. I want to get you just as excited as little Johnny was. Now, little Johnny was a pistol. He was a second grader. And one Friday afternoon, the teacher called the class together, and she said, now, class... If anything happens over the weekend that's exciting, tell us about it on Monday morning. Well, on Monday morning, little Johnny was seated there at his little desk, you know, and although the desk was accurate, little Johnny wasn't. I mean, he was all over the place. And the teacher said, Johnny, looks like you had a good weekend. Yes, ma'am, sure did. What'd you do, Johnny? Me and my daddy went fishing. We caught 75 catfish. They all weighed 75 pounds. Now, Johnny... Son, you know, that simply is not true. He said, oh, yes, ma'am, it is. He said, my daddy is a great fisherman. I'm even better than he is. We caught 75 catfish. They all weighed 75 pounds. Now, Johnny, 
If I were to tell you that on the way to school this morning, all of a sudden out of nowhere, jumped up a big old 1,200 pound grizzly bear and is just about to grab me and eat me up. When this little old eight pound yellow dog jumped up, grabbed him by the nose, threw him down, bounced him back and forth, broke his neck, killed him dead. Johnny, would you believe that? He said, oh, yes, ma'am. He said, as a matter of fact, that's my dog. (laughs) Now, folks, uh, that's exciting. That's excitement. That's what I want to get you excited about. Now, I'm going to tell you, you have been here since 6.30. It is now 9.30. That's three hours that you have been listening to various speakers beat their gums. You've listened to me now about an hour and a half of that, okay? Now, normally when you hear somebody speak that long and you're anchored to your seats, you begin to get a little fidgety and a little weary and and you start looking at your watches then you start seeing if it's still running. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? I'm going to make a statement. And if it's true, I'd like to see those hands go way up enthusiastically with a lot of motivation if you agree with it. If you don't agree with it and it's not true, just sit on your hands, okay? Even though you've been in your seats three hours, hour and a half been listening to me, at this moment you are more energized physiologically than you were when I started. If that's true, let me see those hands go up, please, all right? Now, folks, let me tell you why I really wasn't sticking my neck out. Why I really wasn't gambling. Dr. Forrest Tennant, in my opinion, the number one drug authority in America. Dr. Tennant has done some tests, listening uh, and watching people, taking blood samples before I started speaking, and then blood samples when I got through speaking. First time he did it, it was a four-hour seminar. I was the only speaker, but they had been in seminar four hours that afternoon. Now, he took the blood samples before and after, and when we got through that night, the endorphin level, the dopamine level, the serotonin level, the whole smear of neurotransmitters was up to 300% higher. We are energized physiologically when we hear the kind of information we are talking about. Now, what I'm really saying with all of this is that something happens. Here's what Dr. Tennant discovered. He discovered that when you hear a motivational presentation, specifically or especially one that gives you specific directions, and this was reported in Meetings and Conventions magazine, first time in May of 1989, the brain is literally flooded with dopamine and norepinephrine. Now those are the energizing neurotransmitters. It's flooded with serotonin, Serotonin is the feel-good-about-yourself neurotransmitter. Now, there are over 200 neurotransmitters. Now, another one that is in there, the endorphins, they are the endurance neurotransmitter. Now, when you regularly get this input in your mind, like every morning if you and I get together for a sales meeting on your way to work, you will arrive there more energized because those neurotransmitters are doing a tap dance right there in your mind. You're energized physiologically. Now, on the way home, you've uh, pretty well spilled your popcorn in the lobby there. I mean, you've, uh, uh, you've been real busy there on your job. In other words, you've had a busy day. You head back home, you pop in another tape, this one maybe, on uh, building winning relationships, and you get home, a better husband, a better wife, a better mother, a better father, 
a better person. In other words, there's something in there that does you a lot of good. Now for the most recent research. This is not even in print yet. Dr. Tennant, with the aid of some awfully high-powered microscopes, has been able to determine that the cells in our body, all of them, at the end of the cell, there's a little storage tank or receptor. Guess what goes into that? That's right. Dopamine, norepinephrine, serotonin, endorphins, and all of these other neurotransmitters. You can literally build an attitudinal reserve. You've heard all your life, well, motivations, uh, you know, is very temporary. Well, if you only hear it one time, maybe it is. But over a period of time, it begins to build and accumulate, and you can become at least semi-motivated as a result if you keep putting it in and keep putting it in and keep putting it in, just like our physical endurance. I know I started lifting weights a few months ago. Uh, had to ease up on it. I was bulking up. A lot of folks thought I was on steroids. Uh, but, uh, you know, but uh, I can tell you that that builds endurance. Now, I missed here about three weeks, not able to do any. And when I went back, I wasn't quite as strong as I was before, but dramatically stronger than I'd been when I started six months ago. That's what I'm talking about with this. There's a lot of things that you can do. Motivation can be at least semi-permanent. And uh, when the neurotransmitters are attached to the white blood cells, then they fight infection and cancer because every cell does have that receptor tank. Well, let me tell you what else attitude and motivation does for you. Several years ago, we had a series down at Meyer Symphony Hall. At the first one was a young woman named Mary Ellen Caldwell. When the first session was over and it was on self-image, she came up to me and she said, Oh, she said, I can't begin to tell you how much I have enjoyed the session. said, My dad was forced into retirement about six months ago. And uh, he's just been a bear ever since. I mean, he's frustrated. He's angry. His health has given him some problems now. He simply is not responding to uh, the retirement. And she said, you've given me a long series of ideas that I can use with him that will help him get out the funk mood that he is in. So uh, I looked at her list. And here's something rather fascinating. Not one single thing had she written down that I'd been talking about. Not a one. Let me tell you something about creativity. The more you know about anything, the more creative you become in that subject. What had happened, she had a lifetime of experience with her dad of loving her dad and concerns for her dad. She had accumulated in a lifetime a lot of very valuable information. And what had happened was the old information she had accumulated over a lifetime looked over and saw the new information I'd just given her and the new information triggered thoughts and ideas in the old information and she'd come up with a long series of things they could do together. About five months later, I met her dad. And I'm telling you, if he'd ever been depressed a day in his life, I could not tell it then. He was excited. He was enthused. He was motivated about what could happen in his life and what already was going on in his life. 
Now I'm going to make a statement I cannot begin to prove, but I really believe it's true. I believe more people have lost more weight on a permanent basis using our motivational approach than have lost by any of the books that guarantee you so many things about weight loss. I really believe that. Why? Because motivation is a factor. This helps you to burn that energy. You know, I I wish I was sitting across a table with you at a great coffee shop, sipping a piping hot Americano. That's my favorite. So I could ask you, hey, tell me some impressions you got from what Zig said. What stood out? What was convicting? What excited you? What troubled you? What, what in that maybe even frustrated you or you disagree with, but what resonated? Just, uh, I, that's what I love to do. That's what I do. I have some core guys that I walk through life with. We meet every week and we often will read a passage of scripture, but it could be a message from anywhere and we'll listen to it together and then say, go around the table. What, what resonated? What struck the, the depth of conversation that comes from that is profound as we're able to hear each other talk through things and we get so much more out of it. I wish I could do that with each and every one of you. And you know what? I would really encourage you if you have the chance to listen to a zig clip like that to do it with somebody and then say, okay, what resonated with you or what frustrated or what, what's interesting out of that or just what struck you and you don't even know why. Let's just, just put it out there. Maybe we can all come and help figure out what was it that, that hit you there, dig into it more. And of course, when we do that, we are able to understand and apply it. Now we're not at a coffee shop, so uh, I'm going to do my best to pull out some of the highlights and put a magnifying glass on them so that we can consider them together. Well, Zig leads off telling of the little girl boarding an airplane for the first time and how she is just wowed. You know, Zig describes the perspective of the gosh attitude. I mean, folks, if that sounds unauthentic to you, you know, where the little girl, gosh, look at the gosh. Wow. And and to think about doing that doesn't sound authentic to you. That's understandable, but you probably just have not had someone in your life who has that gosh attitude. So as I listened to this, I realized, you know, I do, I do. His name is Scott Stearman. We live up in a little town of Woodland Park together. One of my dearest friends, an amazing guy. Uh, Scott is notorious for stepping out of a car or home or building. And as the rest of us are, are talking and focused on whatever's at hand, Scott wakes us from our normalcy to sweep his arm at the surrounding mountain majesty and exclaim, look where we live. And folks, every time it jolts us to the reality that right there in the midst of grandeur, we take it for granted. We miss it. And we're, we, as my wife would say, we navel gaze. And, you know, this is, this is drastically important, folks. We all live every moment from some type of attitude. It's not reality. It's an attitude. This is getting to the point of what what Zig talked about. I mean, again, that little statement from my friend changes our perspective, which changes our attitude. And from whatever we're concerned about, worried about, uh, preoccupied by, we step back and go, gosh, okay, look where we, oh my goodness, get my head on straight and, and get my attitude right. That's the point. So again, we live in an attitude. Is that reality? Well, if you can change your attitude, changes your reality, then what is reality? It's subjective, isn't it? It's, it's, it's able to be altered. And yet we so often perceive no reality is reality. It's just not, I mean, did we choose, did you choose the reality that you're living in the attitude that you're living in right now? 
or did you just let yourself fall into it? Okay, I'm going to dive into here with something really interesting. A new supporter of The Ziggler Show is Concur. Concur provides cloud-based travel, expense, and invoice services for business. So if you're a business leader like I am with employees, tracking expenses can be more than a chore. Concur lets employees create, submit, and approve expenses, plus manage invoices from any device anywhere in the world. So here's how it works. Concur Travel. It lets employees book travel on any site and also stay within company travel and expense policy. The next piece, Concur Expense. It's automated expense reporting allows your employees to create an expense by taking a picture of their receipt and automatically gets added to their expense report. For a finance leader, this provides you with more accurate data to manage company spending. And then Concur Invoice. It captures invoices electronically, whether received via paper, fax, or email, then automatically routes and manages approvals. Concur gives you accurate, consolidated spending data instantly, giving you the visibility and insight to drive cost savings. You also get happier employees, more productivity, and the data you need, all leading to a healthier bottom line. Expense, travel, and invoice. Learn more at concur.com slash Ziggler. That's C-O-N-C-U-R dot com slash Ziggler. All right. So back to this talking about attitude and which is the reality that we live in. Did we choose it or did it just happen? So people treat their days. And when I say people, guys, I'm saying as I'm saying you, and I'm saying me, it's, it's us. We naturally habitually treat our days like every morning's waking up to the lottery or Russian roulette. You know, you win a good day or you lose to a bad day and it's just kind of random. I mean, that is how we hear people talk about, but it's not. So check this out. I was thinking through this for a majority of people, right? If I snuck to their home early in the morning and smeared dog feces on the front door of their home, put it on the door latch of their car, sprinkled some on the windshield, they would reasonably be upset. I would. I mean, what a foul, bad thing to happen. That's you're victimized, right? They have to take time. I would have to take time to wash it off. Probably make me late to work. And for me, my kids late to school and I'd worry about it being on me. Do I smell? I mean, few people would not be upset and struggle to have a positive attitude for the rest of the day. I mean, performance would lag. We'd be shorter with people, less inclined to do the important work, be really eager just to get the day over with so we could get home and do something to feel good about ourselves and shake that off. Probably take a bath to ensure that we're free of the yuck. Okay. We all understand that scenario. Now, on the other hand, what if I snuck to your home and left 500 bucks in an envelope on your front step and on the envelope was your name and it just a note saying, Hey, you know what? I appreciate you and just wanted to thank you for being you have some fun with this. How would your day go then? I mean, wouldn't it be great? I mean, someone is going to argue with those two circumstances that they create real factual issues that viably create hardship or ease and ensuing real feelings. And and I'll grant you, sure. I mean, on one hand, you got a messy task that might cause you to be late to work and feel dirty and again, victimized. And the other might alleviate a financial stress or give you freedom to buy something nice for yourself and, and help you feel appreciated. But regardless, I mean, what we're saying then, if we're saying that those are literal things that create a true reality. And based on that, we have an authentic attitude that's going to be good or bad. Well, we can make a case for that. But then what we're saying is that our attitude, the the world we live in that day is dependent upon outside circumstances. 
circumstances that we can't control. If I really decided to show up and leave badness or goodness on your doorstep, you'd be saying that I have control over your attitude. I mean, are you willing to give me control of the world you live in on any given day or week or month? I mean, would you, do you give that control to your spouse, your kids, your boss, your coworkers, the traffic or another driver, your debt collectors or a negative family member? How about the weather? about the weather? That last one, I, I pulled that out because that's true to me. We've had a, a, we had more snow up here in the high Colorado mountains where I live this year than I can remember. There have been many mornings that I've had to get up early to sweep a foot of snow off two or three cars, then move them so I can plow our parking area, move them back in and then plow out our long driveway. And we actually have multiple sections to our driveway. And I'm doing this in the freezing cold in my old Jeep. And I've got my work clothes on may throw some ski pants over them. My old Jeep though, it doesn't heat up. And you know, I'd love to say, I just appreciate the beauty and the chance to drive around there and the white glory and love the, the fresh, crisp air. You can kind of hear Zig talking like that. Right. But you know what? I would be lying if I said I had that great of a control over myself. I'm usually struggling to just maintain basic civility. Now, not always, sometimes I do enjoy it, but we've had so much over and over that it's been overwhelming. And afterwards I have work to do. Actually, first thing I have to do is now drive my kids into school and they're privy to my attitude. So I'm looking to, oh my gosh, Kevin, I know what's happening. You better get inspired here. So I get some good music going uh, or get my kids talking and try to get some laughter happening. Uh, And then, you know, I drop them off and then go into work, make an effort to yell a big enthusiastic good morning to the staff, even though I may not be fully feeling it. I'll give a good rousing, good morning to my partner. And then I'm into my office, make sure the blinds are fully up, let the sun shine fully in. And then maybe some, again, good music, do some pull-ups, check out how high the Ziggler show is in the rankings. And hopefully that gives me good news. You know, thank God that I'm healthy. My family as well. Remind myself, I adore living up here, even though this, the spring snows can be challenging, but, uh, I know when May's going to hit, I'll again, realize that anything is worth living here as the weather and beauty is just the best on the planet. And I do the work to finally get my attitude where it should be. My world that I'm going to live in that day where it needs to be. Instead of letting it be victim to my attitude, that's victim to my circumstances or somebody else's attitude. I mean, we just can't do that. I mean, regardless of what happens, we've got to. That is Zig's cry to us. And we don't take captive that we do have control over our attitude, but we have to do some work to it because bad stuff is going to happen. And we are allowed to be real. We are allowed to have real emotions and feelings and to be angry and to be frustrated. But are we going to let that rule the rest of our day and let that dictate the world that we live in? That is our battle. That is what we have to take into hand here. I know you get the point. But folks, again, I, I, I like this terminology. Listen, our attitude is the world we live in and we can and must intentionally, proactively do whatever it takes to alter it. Okay, do whatever it takes. So let's talk on that. I'm going to say hi, though, to Audible, one of our favorite sponsors. So folks, you can get nearly any book in the Ziegler Library right now at audible.com slash Ziegler. There are over 40 Ziegler resources, including See You at the Top and Born to Win. 
uh, yeah, in the Audible library under Ziegler, if you type it in the search. Audible is the leader in audiobooks, it's, which in audiobooks are the number one format that books are consumed in today's world. Audible literally carries over 180,000 books in audio format, and immediately they are delivered to you for your listening pleasure. Here's something really cool. You can get the books of some of our recent interviewees on The Ziegler Show right now at Audible. Tom Rath. Dave Ramsey, Andy Andrews, Michael Hyatt, Seth Godin, any of those folks that you just listened to in recent Ziggler shows, you can get their materials at Audible and you can get them right now. You can go get one for free if you will use this code, audible.com slash Ziggler. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Ziggler. So going back to attitude and doing what it takes, Zig talked about attitude adjusters, and we're not talking about just Zig's. We're not talking about just mine. It doesn't have to be the self-talk cards, so they are tremendous, and you can get yours for free anytime at Ziggler.com slash self-talk, but you need to have your list. You need to know your habits, your resources, your toolbox to get your attitude right. So here's just, I'm going to throw these out just for some ideas. This isn't exhaustive, but you heard me say some of these, but music, is that something that helps you get to the right place uh, or a message listening to, you know, an audio tape. I listen to uh, Bible on tape sometimes prayer or some type of meditation or silence or reciting and reciting is what the self-talk cards are again. Is it exercise or just a walk, just a, a, a slow walk? Is it great coffee? That's one that I use just about every morning. That always helps my attitude. Is it counting your blessings? Is it calling an encouraging friend? You know what? Is it having a good cry? You know, whatever it is, there is no right or wrong. There just needs to be something, a list, something that you proactively turn to, to alter your attitude. And if it is that certain day where things just go great and you come whistling into work, awesome. You can save yourself some time and just plow in. But when you're not that way, we have to figure out how to get you to that way. I even like that terminology. I hadn't thought about it till now, but whistling. I know when I am doing well, I literally do. I kind of whistle as I walk around work and as I go about different things. And there are other times I'm trying not to grip my teeth. And that's when I need to stop, quit plowing through things with my teeth gritted and get my attitude on straight. And I do have control over it. We've got to alter our attitudes and create the world that we live in for that given day, week, month, year, decade. You know, on that note, folks, there are some of you who've had a big trauma or pain. Somebody's harmed you and they've harmed your attitude in life overall. You're going to need bigger medicine than a little list of things like this. And there's nothing more important, no better investment for your life. And therefore the lives of everyone you come in contact with than to get help here. And that's my call out to you. Get help. I say this as a guy who has invested in multiple counselors in recent years. I don't know why sometimes there's a bad stigma with that. That'd be, could you imagine being embarrassed? You know, I went to the gym and oh gosh, I'm so, I'm so ashamed of this. I had to get a personal trainer to help me figure out how to use these machines and what program to use for me to get the best result. And yet we think that we're supposed to understand how to deal with our own emotions and thoughts and intellect and persona and all these aspects of our, of ourselves. Well, you know, counseling is not something you go to when you are tragically messed up and need a psych 
Okay. I work next door to a counselor. It's one of my best friends. And I think everybody should do that. Matter of fact, in the medical arena that I'm in, we are, we are making that part of our program where you get a basic and and you could call it a psych evaluation, but no, just a basic life over you. Let's talk about you, yourself, your emotions, whatever. Let's look at that and just see if there's any red flags that we should work with. And you may come out. Okay. You may have some things to work on. You may have some acute things. I don't know. Get help, whatever it takes to get control of your attitude. Well, so next in the talk, Zig talked about neurotransmitters. He's getting scientific. This is kind of stuff my wife loves. Neurotransmitter measurements before and after his seminars. And he talks about we are energized physiologically when we're energized psychologically. So when you listen to Zig, this happened to you just moments ago as you're listening to Zig, that he energized your neurotransmitters, your brain, and therefore your physiology, your body is functioning better now. Guys, it's scientific. It's not some hoodoo guru theory. It's scientific. And and I'll include emotionally as well. You are better off in every area because your mind has been energized. That's the power of this type of motivation, inspiration. It's reprogramming, fueling your mind. So Zig talks about the cells and the storage of neurotransmitters. And in layman's terms, it's saying it's, it's scientifically proven that you cannot just get motivated temporarily, but if you will continually feed yourself this inspiration and motivation, you can become inspired and motivated. Listen to that again. If you continually feed yourself inspiration and motivational message, you can become inspired. You can become motivated that that's who you are. And from that, you will start inspiring and motivating others. And a lot of people just look at that and say, I want to inspire others. I want to motivate people. Yeah. Well, are you inspired? Are you motivated? Truly not. Can you get there yourself in there in there in a moment? But are you that way? And again, there's nobody, even Zig, who would say, is he inspired and motivated? He would say, absolutely. And you would say, do you have to work on it still? He'd say, I have to train that every single day. I want to get stronger. Again, it's just like working out. If you want to lose weight or gain muscle, how do you do it? Do you go in one day and do a session on Saturday for two hours straight and that's it? Uh-uh. All it's going to do is make you sore. And then you're going to lose it totally and come back the next week, do it again with no gain and just be sore again. It's the every single day deposit. That's what builds strength. And Zig actually talks about that. The results in weight loss that he says they found are greater due to motivating messages, inspiration, fuel, than from all the number of books on the plans and the strategies. And we've hit this on the head in recent show. I mean, folks, you, you remember motivation. Let's look at that. Motivation comes from motive. I mean, with anything that we want to achieve, what is the motive? What is the reason? If we're not crystal clear on this, then no set of tips or steps or keys or strategies are going to do anything for us. Here's an example. I I said for many years, I wanted to learn to play guitar. I I say this a lot. I'm uh, I'm maybe the biggest fan of music ever. But uh, so I, I said, you know, I want to play guitar, but I never, ever literally took the first step. So when my oldest son took lessons, learned to play, and then began playing frequently in our home and on the church worship team, and now beyond that, now he's writing music. Um, But when he did that, I realized very plainly that I, in fact, 
did not want to learn to play the guitar. I'm not a very patient, detailed guy, and I saw the need for patience and detail. And then I also realized that I really just wanted live guitar around. <laughs> that was the point. And so once it was around, I had zero desire for me to be the one playing it. And through that, I realized, um, you know what? I don't really have a motive to fuel me to learn to play guitar. That's the reasons why decades have gone by and I never have learned to play it. And now I'm okay and at peace with the fact that I'm never going to learn to play. I, I don't desire to. So with the things that you desire, if you make that list of desires and goals, it does bring up a big question and something to ponder. And the question is, well, one of the questions is what is your motive, right? Then need to pon- and then you need to ponder with any desire, do you truly desire it? Do you have a motive big enough? Ask yourself why. I mean, you may find that there are desires that you have and things that you've been pursuing or feel guilty for not taking action to pursue that when you get real with yourself, you find the truth is you don't really desire them all that much. Or maybe your desire was a little off base of the root issue. Like me thinking, I want to learn how to play guitar. Now I really just want live guitar around. That's kind of like me recently with my, going back to my plowing. I thought I need a plow so I can plow my driveway. Now that I've got one, I realized, you know what? I'd rather just pay somebody else to do that. I just want my driveway plowed. I don't want to do it. But it's getting to the root of what do we really want. So many, I think, folks, I think you'll find freedom in letting some desires that are clouding up your attitude and time and lists, let them go, which is wonderful because it's going to free you up to give more effort to the desires that you have that need more of your focus, attention, and effort, the ones that are really true. And those, you've got to get clear Now, on what is your motive? What is it? What is it that's going to fuel the hard work of pursuing and achieving that desire? We've got to know it. We've got to write that desire down, write the goal down, then write down what is the motive or or motives. And ask yourself, again, is the motive, the reason, the payoff, is it big enough and important enough to make you do it, to make you do the daily, the hard work? We got to get real on this stuff, folks. Otherwise, this is what fuels, in all reality, this is what fuels a lot of the self-help personal development industry is people who they're always hungry, but they don't really ever do anything and they just consume and consume and consume. You know, let me give you permission to not do that. You don't even have to buy a Ziegler product or come to a Ziegler event if you don't want to. Now, I think if you're going to, I think it's the best thing you could do for yourself. I think they're the best resources and the best products by far and large. Give yourself some truth in this search here because you can just go on and hardly dip your toe in. Just be around and be hopeful, be inspired, but not really do anything. And we want you to do. I want you to do. You want you to do. You want me to do. So let's get our list out there of the things that we want and get real with them. Is that something we really want? Is that really at the root? Why do we want that? Ask that question. Why do you want that? Get to the root of it. But let's shorten that list because there's a lot of things you're not going to do. Let's get to the things that are really worth it and do them and be exceptional and knock it out of the park. We've got to want it enough to do it day in and day out, overcome the pain and the obstacles to finally achieve the success. All right. And we want to know the score. Dig in. Let some, give yourself some peace and letting some things go that, you know, it sounds good, but you don't really want that. 
So if you're living in that shoulda, oughta, wisha, you, you probably, if, if you've got something in there that's been languishing forever, you've always wanted it and you've gone and you spent money, but you've never taken a step. There's a good chance that you're not supposed to. And that's okay. That's okay. You don't want it enough because it's not the specific thing for you. So cut it loose, give yourself a break, and then hone in on what you really want and need and let's make it happen. Motivation, that's motive, that's your reason. What is yours? Hey, thanks for letting me be with you today. I'll talk to you on the next Ziggler Show. 